You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, what's good? It's another edition of the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. My name is Blair Angulo. Thank you so much for joining us. In a moment, we're going to be joined by Brandon Huffman. He's a national recruiting editor for 24-7 Sports. We are going to discuss a number of topics, including high school football getting pushed back across the West Coast and across the country. We're going to touch on two five-star prospects in the state of Washington. That would be five-star wide receiver Emeka Ibuka, who has the likes of Clemson, Oklahoma, Ohio State, and Washington very high on his list as well as five-star defensive end JT Tuimoloau, who also has the big-name programs after him, Alabama, Ohio State, Stanford, USC, Washington, and a number of others. Remember, if you're new here, please hit the subscribe button. Please rate us. We're aiming to have a new mailbag episode next week, so make sure you get your questions in early for a chance to get it answered by our team of analysts at 24-7 Sports. If you're listening to this episode embedded in an article or in a message board, remember you can get this podcast the moment it gets published, so make sure you hit that subscribe button. Before we get to Brandon, let's begin with the kickoff. Could Miami be back under Manny Diaz? The Hurricanes landed a big-time commitment this last week from five-star athlete James Williams out of American Heritage Plantation. He's a safety who is the number one rated athlete in the country and number 11 overall prospect in the 2021 class. He picked Miami over Georgia, but he also had offers from Clemson, Alabama, LSU, Ohio State, and and many other programs. Brandon Huffman's actually going to touch on what he likes about James Williams in a bit, but this is a big indicator. We mentioned it last week that the commitments could be coming. And and even if you're an elite prospect, an elite recruit, you might not be waiting until everything gets sorted out. You might not be holding out till the pandemic and the recruiting dead period and the restrictions and all that is lifted. You have to take your spot now. And if you want to build a recruiting class around you, you see a player like James Williams who liked what he saw. He liked what he heard from Miami's coaches. Our guy, Andrew Ivins, who covers Miami and covers recruits in the state of Florida, had a good breakdown on 24-7 sports. Miami is in line to get its highest-ranked signee since five-star defensive tackle Marcus Fortson and five-star linebacker Arthur Brown signed with the Hurricanes in 2008. So it's been over a decade since Miami has landed a prospect of this caliber. So it's a big one for Manny Diaz and company. And obviously heading into a very uncertain fall, uh, it shows the recruiting pool and the recruiting power that those coaches have. Switching gears now, we've got our uh, our, our, our amazing former co-host of the West of the Rest podcast and recent birthday boy, Brandon Huffman, the national recruiting editor for 24-7 Sports. You can follow him on Twitter, at Brandon Huffman. Brandon, how are you doing? I'm feeling old uh, there, Blair, because, you know, another day, another year, another trip around the sun. I'm old. What what does one do during the pandemic on, on your birthday? I I got really fortunate that... I had my birthday about a month before everything what went into shutdown, went, in, went into lockdown. I remember on our former podcast, I talked about how we, I went out to dinner and, and it was awesome. What do you do now that 
we are during the, you know, obviously given the circumstances, how do you celebrate a birthday? You know, I celebrated it by working all day because I'm going <laughs> on vacation did. next you week. Did. I, I saw <laughs> you were tweeting up a storm. You had, you were rolling out article after article. Yeah. You know, I got to get these articles done before I go on vacation, which is, you know, that's going to be the next question. How do you do a vacation, a vacation in the pandemic? I uh, went and had dinner at Spaghetti Factory, which is kind of a family tradition and uh, came back and did a little bit of more work. And that's when all heck kind of broke loose in the state of Washington, we were driving home from dinner that really, you know, this week has been a fascinating one in terms of what we're doing for high school football in the fall or in the spring or in the winter as a couple of West coast states are doing. So I couldn't even really enjoy my, my birthday cake. My wife and daughter had made me because I was, you know, busy checking in with some of the top recruits saying, uh, so football in March through May, what are you, uh, what are you going to do? Yeah. So listeners, stay tuned to that. We're going to break down some of the big name prospects in the state of Washington right after the break. But before we get there, Huff, I I did want to get your overlying thoughts on on the topic. Right. So uh, it seems like it's it's happening on a case by case basis and and states are differing in, in the way they're approaching the situation. California, I think, really set the tone. Uh, given you know how, how many athletes they have per capita at the high school level, so I think nationally it made a lot of waves. And the announcement from the CIF earlier this week that they were pushing things back to December, uh, football season beginning in January at some point. So you're going to have a lot of free nights uh, on Fridays this coming fall and, and winter. What do you make of the situation and the ramifications that it could have on recruiting? Well, it's going to be fascinating to see what we have in terms of a February signing period, because now you have California, which is saying February or January to March. You've got Washington, which is saying March to May. You have the February signing period, which people still think it's only a one day deal. It's obviously two months, you know, February to April. Do we see a glut of offers go out with some games to evaluate January through March in California, March through May uh, in in Washington. You know, I'm in a situation where the state of Oregon announced this week that they plan to start the season at the end of September. So, you know, you could have three of the biggest states on the West Coast basically playing for about seven months straight. So what does that do for college coaches? Now, if they're having to push their season back to the spring, does that take away yet another period where they can go out on the road and, and recruit and evaluate? Or if they're playing games this fall, do they get to turn all of their attention to evaluating during the season? So I, I think, you know, as we've talked about, you know, on this show, I think it, it, one of the big discussion points with the pandemic is how important the senior year evaluation was going to be provided there was a senior year now with more states setting up their seasons we're going to have the opportunity for there to be senior evaluations but will it be too late in some states depending on what the NCAA does in terms of an early and a late signing period I think that to me is going to be one of the most fascinating and could be one of the more polarizing topics one thing that I think gets overlooked so much because we're so consumed on the present, right? And we're so consumed about the 2021 class, the players that are due to sign in December or, or if they're going to wait things out and wait until February. But I think the thing that people forget is that 
senior seasons are, are not really influential, right? When it comes to scholarship offers, there might be a case or two in every state. There's a guy that maybe was committed to another school that gets a better offer. And, and he obviously has to back off that commitment, maybe go to a power five program. If he was originally going to a group of five program, but I think this is, is really uh, a more of a monumental year for the sophomores and the juniors that are coming up in the ranks, because some of these guys don't have the film to necessitate an offer or, or to really entice college programs to go ahead and, and take a leap of faith. So when you think about that and, and maybe the decisions that some of those parents have to make, uh, maybe how the, the player or, or that recruit navigates their recruitment, right? And the, some might have to jump on a scholarship offer that they already have. Some others are, are going to wait it out and, and hope that they get bigger offers. I think with that 2022 class, that 2023 class, it becomes even a bit more magnified. Think about if you're a 2022 prospect, you know, usually there's a huge jump made from the fall of your junior year to the spring of your junior year. That's when recruiting really seems to ramp up. Even for sophomores that play varsity and then their June, the spring of their sophomore year, before their junior season, you see a big jump. But now, instead of having the, the spring of your junior year, if you're a 2022 prospect where you've been able to get bigger and stronger, but now you have a t-shirt and short atmosphere whether it's seven on seven showcases camps now your spring consists of actual real life football games so you've got that extra six months to get bigger stronger and faster with your school with your team and now you have actual junior film in the spring of your junior year you know now you could see your options maybe take off even more because there's going to be a need to offer more 2022 guys with so many schools really pumping the brakes on offering 2022. The spring could allow for more offers, but then you turn around, let's say we get back to a normal season in the fall of 2021 for the 2022 class. Let's say your season ends in March or April. You now have four and a half months to get to your best self to play in your fall. But I mean, think about what that extra six months could do to some of these juniors to be, some of these sophomores to be from a physical standpoint by playing in the spring, you have an extra amount of time to get bigger, stronger, and faster and really put your best foot forward in the spring of what would normally be a t-shirt and short type of season for you. We're joined by Brandon Huffman. He's a national recruiting editor for 24 seven sports. You can follow him on Twitter at Brandon Huffman. Brandon, you are a father of a multi-sport athlete. Uh, and, and obviously this is, um, going to be a very interesting time for those multi-sport athletes because decisions will have to be made, right? Uh, the, the, the fall is usually uh, a football year or a football time for a lot of the players. Then they go on to basketball. Then some go into the track or go to the baseball field or whatever it may be. Uh, now with football being pushed back in, in some of these states and, and things not going normally in terms of this, the cycle that we're used to, uh, I, I think they're going to have to prioritize one sport or the other. How, how do you think that's going to affect even football numbers and, and, and development as a whole? Well, it's going to be really fascinating to see 
what guys are going to do. And I think football is going to be the king, whether it's January to February, whether it's March to, to May, whether it's September to December. I think football is always the king uh, when you're on a high school campus and the football coach seems to carry the most weight. But just even as a father of a freshman, you know, of a, a high school athlete who plays both football and baseball, as we were driving home and we were talking about the decision and from a calendar standpoint, the first question he asked once I said football was March to May, is it, well, when's baseball season? You know, you're used to year-round baseball where the season really ramps up in March and then you're playing into August. Now you're not starting your season until May and you only get May and June, and that's after they lost an entire spring. So it's going to be really interesting to see, you know, what happens in the states like California where there, it's basically become a two-season school year, but in Washington it's a four-season school year. You know, how do you balance being a football player who normally goes into basketball season? Well, now you're going to play basketball season and then go from basketball into football season. What do you do if you're, you're you know, track is now coinciding with one of those events. And so, you know, if we thought the, the last spring became kind of a logistical nightmare when everything got canceled, now you've got coaches who are going to try to say, hey, well, we're the sport that takes priority. And think about the smaller schools that really rely on the two and three sport athletes for each and every one of their sports. I mean, California has been doing the, the grid hoop player of the year for forever. And we've seen some of the great football players, the great basketball players the states produce be that grid hoop player of the year. Now think about, you know, what some of these states may, may lose the opportunity to have a guy play more than one sport because of the way the seasons could overlap. So, you know, it's one of those things like there was never going to be the perfect plan in place. But if you're a football player, I got to think football season is going to take the precedent over the other seasons. And you might see some guys that, you know, now those other sports that they play just to stay in shape, those might now have to get pushed to the back burner because football is going to have to be their priority. On that note, we are going to take a quick break. After the break, you're going to listen to Brandon talk about some of the top recruits in the country and what's on deck for them. You're listening to the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We are back here on the 24-7 Sports Football Recruiting Podcast. My name is Blair Angulo, joined by Brandon Huffman, National Recruiting Editor for 24-7 Sports. What's what's the typical order for Brandon Huffman at, at a spaghetti factory on his birthday? So on his birthday, I always go. he always goes for the manager's favorite, which is the mazithrin brown butter plus spaghetti with meat sauce. Always go salad. Always go for, uh, you know, the bread with the garlic butter. And then, of course, I have to, you know, top it off with a nice ice cold Manny's or a Mac and Jack's. And, and last night, uh, they were out of Manny's, which was kind of sad. Um, but I ended up going with a Mac and Jack's to wash it down. So I stay pretty traditional, and then I stay local for that that beer to wash it down, and then come home with some yellow cake with chocolate frosting. And you know, we call it we call it a day. 
it's there's something magical i think i want to say about italian food on on a birthday right it kind of feels homey it gives you comfort uh there's a lot to like there and so obviously you have a big week you have baseball coming back uh a lot of a lot of good things happening for brandon huffman now now that he's no longer a co-host of west of the rest podcast you know it's amazing how your career has taken off and my free time has taken off <laughs> i think it coincides i think it coincides for sure uh let's get the latest brandon i know you've caught up with some of the top recruits in the country Emeka Ekbuka, five-star wide receiver who has a, a list that includes oklahoma ohio state clemson uh, up there for him uh, you also caught up with jt tuimolau the number one prospect in the 2021 class as well as five-star quarterback Sam Heward, who's headed to the University of Washington. And uh, what's the word on some of these prospects and what they're going to do moving forward now that we do have some clarity on what football is going to look like in this calendar year? Yeah, well, you know, there's three very different scenarios, three different situations, and yet three relatively similar results. You know, one, Sam Heward was always set on graduating in December and enrolling in January to compete for what's likely to be a starting job at Washington in 2021. They brought in a seventh year grad transfer in Kevin Thompson, uh, who actually played for Sam's uncle, Luke Heward, at Sacramento State uh, to give him an opportunity to to be the start of this year and then that would have allowed for Sam to compete for the starting job but Sam is also within about 1500 yards of breaking Brett Rippon who played at Boise State's career passing record in the state of Washington and last year they were the number one seed in 4A the highest level in the state of Washington were undefeated and then were stunned in a quarter I think it might have been a quarterfinal loss uh, that nobody expected and left a bad taste in their mouth so you know Sam had you know, Wade, if there's no season in the fall, you know, does he skip a senior year? Does he move and play somewhere else? Uh, or does he just, you know, go, go to Washington? Well, after the news on Tuesday, he called his coach and said, coach, we got some unfinished business. I want to come back and I want to win a state championship. And his coach like, we're going to break some records. He said, coach, my job is to win a state championship. So Sam Hewitt officially is coming back to play this spring from March to May, and then he'll enroll at Washington in the summer. JT Tuimolowal, there was a rumor floating out there from another site that he was moving to Dallas this fall to play football. JT said, A, I don't know where those kind of rumors come from, and B, why do people believe them? Uh, JT is playing the internet, JT. It it is the internet. And, you know, JT, um, I love the freshness, the the the, <laughs> the, what, what, the the naivety yeah he's yeah gullible. he's going it, it, it's cute it's adorable uh but he's not like that on the field he's not adorable he's a monster and thankfully for east side catholic he'll be back because as he said you know the opportunity to win a third straight state championship is a big deal but his best friend's paolo benchero who is the a top four player in the country in the 2021 247 basketball rankings and Paulo as a freshman won a state championship in football and then decided to focus solely on basketball and they've won the last two state championships in hoops JT has made it to the quarter or to the semifinals the last three years in basketball and he wants a basketball ring to match that football ring because Paulo has it so he said the opportunity now that he knows there's a season he'll actually go from basketball to football because basketball is going to be January to March in Washington he wants to win that state championship in basketball and then go follow it up in football. So he says he's coming back. Emeka Ibuka 
has he was like Hewitt said he was going to graduate in December and enroll in January after the All-American Bowl. He said he hasn't officially made a decision, but after talking with his coach, you know, he, he's got a really strong lean towards returning for his senior year because like with Heward, Sam uh, Stillicum High School, where Mecca plays, they were the number, I think, three seed last year, made it to the state championship game for the first time in school history, lost in a game where, where Mecca was a star, but wasn't enough to win. Well, he's got an opportunity to set some state records himself, um, school, the, the career receiving record, the career reception, touchdown reception record, and also to win his school's first ever state title, which Sam Heward's also aiming for. And Mecca said that's what's really motivating him right now is he wants to win those win that state championship. And if he does, that would give him an opportunity to also play baseball his senior year, which was wiped out this year by the spring. So those three are three of the top nine players in the country per the composite. And right now it's looking like all three will return to play their senior year in a very screwy March to May schedule. Uh, but it wasn't all, you know, roses for the state of Washington. The number four player in the state, Julian Simon, uh, who's committed to USC out of Lincoln High School, he announced on, on Wednesday that he would be foregoing his senior year of sports and enrolling at USC in January. He graduates in December, so he will not play basketball or football for the Aves, which is a huge blow to Lincoln, who was probably the number three team in 3A who lost to Eastside Catholic and JT in the semis a year ago. They have a lot of young talent, but losing a guy, an All-American like Julian Simon to USC early is a blow to them, but I think and a good thing for high school football in the state of Washington, which is having the, you know, the greatest crop it's ever had having those three players and at least two of those three say they're coming back at least will ensure some exciting uh, spring Friday night lights. Is that yeah, yeah, yeah. Spring, spring, Friday night lights. I think is is the way to go with that. I, I like pending. it. <laughs> I like it. Uh, we're joined by Brandon Huffman. He's a national recruiting editor for Twenty Four Seven Sports. You can follow him on Twitter at Brandon Huffman. Brandon, uh, going back to JT Tuomiloao and Emeka Ibuka, two five star prospects. Obviously, the number one defensive lineman in the country in Tuomiloao, and the number one wide receiver in the country in Ibuka. How do you think their timelines now maybe are affected in terms of recruiting? Will they have to make a decision this fall? Have they gotten any clarity on that? Will they maybe push things back and wait until their own season? I mean, a lot of players like to say that they want to concentrate on their season. So could, could they be making made decisions? Yeah, I think in JT's case, he absolutely could, or at least April. You know, he had always targeted the February signing day as when he wanted to have a decision made. And now with the likelihood that's going to be pushed back or it could be pushed back, I could see him dragging that thing out for a while because he really wants to take five official visits. Of the seven schools that are really seriously recruiting him, uh, that, that he's really strongly considering, he's only visited four. So he really wants to get out and see all those schools before he makes his final decision. I think that... That one's going to drag out for some time. Amek, on the other hand, the only school he hasn't visited in his final four of Clemson, Washington, Ohio State, and Oklahoma is Oklahoma. So depending on what the official visit schedule looks like this fall, he could see it then. He may have to wait. But I think Emeka, you know, he was probably closer decision because he was going to decide and, and sign in December and enroll in January. This could push his timeline back a little bit too. You know, th that's what's going to be fascinating is what does the official visit schedules look like per the NCAA this fall, if there's games, if there's no games, whatever it may be, will they allow recruits on campus? Will they have to wait? And so I think Emeka was 
one that probably would have wound up sooner, but now it could extend. Whereas JT's was always going to extend out to February, but now we could be looking at maybe a, a Zach Evans, a uh, Bryce Brown type of Eric Lorig for you old school recruit Knicks. One of those lengthy recruitments. Is there any one day do you think it it, it benefits, uh, you know, maybe an Ohio State for JT Tumalo Does that benefit the Buckeyes to, to have things go on and stretch out or, or would that favor maybe a hometown program as he gets maybe more more love in Seattle you know things like that for Washington yeah I think it's got to favor the hometown team the longer you have questions about a school maybe the, the the local option becomes more attractive if you're Ohio State you know and you've already got a number of commits like they do in this year and they're waiting for just a few guys to finish out their 2021 class before they really go all in in 2022, maybe they, they fill up and they take the birds in hand and, you know, it'd be hard to tell the number one player in the country or the number one receiver in the country. We don't have room for you anymore. We filled up, but you may feel like you got to expedite the process with those guys and move on to the next class. Whereas a Washington, they're taking those guys today, tomorrow, next year, no matter when those guys are ready to announce. So I think the schools that are willing to ride out the lengthiness of this recruiting process are the ones that are probably at the best advantage. Whereas the schools that say, listen, we can only wait so long. We may have to move on this guy who's in our backyard, who we know will commit the second we take him. And that may allow that school to kind of eliminate themselves. We saw that with Clemson last year uh, when there was a linebacker who was in the Carolinas who didn't have an offer. and He was a five-star, didn't have an offer until the weekend before signing day and got the offer because Clemson just couldn't wait any longer to make for what Justin Flo's decision was going to be. Yeah, it's going to be very, like you said, fascinating, I think is the best word to describe this whole situation because everyone is going to feel it out. It's a new thing. It's never happened before. Um, like I said, everything's different, differentiating in terms of states. Everything's different. Utah, by the way, is starting football and everyone's in camp right now. They're going to play a, a real schedule in, in, in I guess, normal time. Uh, their, their season begins at the end of the month uh, in August. So everything's going to be different, not only out west, but across the country uh brandon before we let you go did want to get your thoughts we talked we touched on james williams committing to miami to kick off this show he's a five-star athlete from the state of florida what, what do you make of him i know you got to see him in the offseason last year what do you like about his game Oh, man, I love his game. He's got size. He's got length. He's got speed. He's got a fire. He's got a competitiveness to him. He was playing with DEFCON last year against FSP, who ended up winning the FS, or the, uh, the Pylon National Tournament, and then DEFCON, I think, made it to the quarterfinals. And, you know, talking to some of the guys from FSP who had played FBU when they were in seventh and eighth grade, they all said, dude, this guy was a stud since we've been playing against him in middle school. And then you see him as a junior and as a senior. You see the size that he has. You can see why he's been pretty much the number one ranked player at his position for about a year and a half right now. Uh, one of those elite players that the state of Florida seems to have every year where you just you see him early and you know they're only going to continue to get better and stronger and faster and already have that frame and upside at a young age. And I think that's what James William has. He is that kind of guy that he's a difference maker, an instant impact guy the second he gets on campus. Brennan Huffman bringing the goods once again, always delivering. Uh, happy birthday to you once again, and, and enjoy your upcoming vacation. Thank you, bro. Uh, Bruce. Thank you, Blair. <laughs> thank you, bro. <laughs> I was going to say thank you, bro. Thank you, Blair. It's all you know. See, just being back with you just leaves me stammering for words. 
Yeah, well, you've got baseball this weekend too, so that should be pretty exciting for uh, for everyone, and 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 obviously for you as as a big Angels fan. Hopefully, um, you know they give you some victories for your birthday as well. I'll take him. All right. So that's Brandon Huffman. You can follow him on Twitter at Brandon Huffman. Remember, if you got recruiting questions for Brandon Huffman or for any other of our analysts on the 24-7 sports recruiting team, leave them in a five-star Apple podcast review or tweet them at me or at Brandon Huffman or whoever you like. Uh, and we'll be hoping to answer them on a mailbag episode next week. Thank you so much for listening to the 24-7 sports football recruiting podcast.